You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odi Mari Sodi Mari Sodi Sodi Mari Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey oh, yes no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Of course, it wouldn't be the Black and Snurdy Podcast if there was some smoothless transition from the theme song. Some smoothless? Yeah, it it just wouldn't be our podcast if uh, everything went smoothly. I feel like it's already going smoothly. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh, sure. Well, anyhow, I know that. Uh, so, Do you know Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man, who lives on Drury Lane. Yes. And uh, did you know that I'm Odie? And did you know that I'm Maurice? And <laughs> this is the Black and Snarty Podcast. <laughs> Wait for it, wait for it. A very apropos for this podcast, <laughs> because we just got finished seeing Hamilton. Uh, we did! Which, bah, I bah, will, bah, which I will go into depth uh, when the segment <coughs> comes up. I will go into a deeper dissection of that play and that musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just general thoughts about it. I think it was cool. Yes. Yeah. Same. Ditto. Yeah. E2 Tambien. Oh, okay. Well, E2 Mama Tambien. E2 Mi Amigo Tambien. All right. I, I, I never saw that movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, we should watch that movie. Oh, my goodness. We should. Adding like it to the list. I feel like it's long, though. So? Every movie is long at this point. So. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So, uh, as always, uh, we open up the Black and Nerdy podcast with a few questions uh, that we ask uh, the hosts to get to know the hosts a little bit better. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm. who should start first? Maybe the person who doesn't have their phone on. First and foremost, I don't know how <laughs> to turn that off. Put it on silent. Well, my phone or is on silent. Put but it on I can't, airplane mode. I can't put my, my laptop on airplane mode. What do you mean, why not? You can't mute your laptop? I'm using the internet for stuff. You can't mute your lap. What does that have to do with using the internet? I don't know how to mute the phone thing. Just mute. Do you need the? Do you need your laptop to not be it. muted? I can mark it as red, but that's about. But it. But you can't. What happens if you mute? Are we no longer going to be making noise? I have internet stuff that I have to do. Muting. What? You're not listening to what I'm saying. Muting. Making sure that no noise can come out it of did, your computer. Is the, that the, going to it impact? Did not, it did not come out of the computer because the the channel for the computer making noise was down. Okay. So nobody other than us heard those like iPhone Are you sure? Apple beeps. Yes. Did you hear it through the phones? I don't think you through did. Through the phones or through something else? Through Did you hear it through your headphones? No. The answer is no. Okay. okay so I got this. All right. Hey. Yes. I'm, I'm glad we I cleared am it up. Mr. Morale and the big <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, so I've um, I've today we're gonna do four because I give you two and I and I have my two so we can go back and forth. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the first question, this is gonna be interesting for you. I I feel like I could already guess this, but what's your favorite social network? 
Well, they're all terrible. Um, <laughs> they're all just like, nobody has left the social media network and just been like, man, that was fulfilling. Mm-hmm. My life has been enriched and I feel better <laughs> about my life. Um, oh, I have an answer. It's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first major social media. I mean, like, we had MySpace, yeah, but it was uh, when we were in college. Facebook was the big one, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the one that I glommed onto to sort of, you know, keep up with my friends, get FOMO whenever they would post pictures at a party or something. And uh, it's, I, I, I don't post a lot on Facebook now, mm-hmm. but I do use it to check in every now and then on. You know, certain individuals from my Mm -hmm. past, see how they're doing, see if they're dating, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that they're uh, they're still single. (laughs) Your vindictive nature. Just in case. Or or not single necessarily, but just unhappy. Yes. Yes. It's fine. Unhappy with their lot. (laughs) I'm not like wishing for them to be unhappy. But if they are. Yeah. You're not going to be sad. It's a boon to my existence. (laughs) Okay, so Facebook is your answer? Yes, Facebook is my answer. Um, I'm going to say TikTok right now because I thankfully TikTok. have not came across, like, alt-right TikTok or anything like that. So most of my timeline is really things that are, like, cute and fun. Sometimes it'll be, like, kind of informative things that are, like, did you know the history about this? Um, and so that's, like, fun. You could definitely be in on there mm-hmm. scrolling for some time without it being um, obnoxious obnoxious, or just like, cause it's like Facebook, you're getting kind of news, but you're mostly getting people in your life, like seeing what they're sharing. But there's a lot of conversations that are honestly obnoxious to me that I don't really care about. Um, and then on Twitter, which is like, I'm, I use the most, um, there's just, Oh, it's dumpster fire. It's a trash bag. And so you're just constantly getting inundated with terrible news. Yes. So it, it drowns out sometimes the cute, joyful news you're, you're getting. Yeah. Um, Facebook is full of aunties who uh, send those uh, those prayers. Yes, yes. Uh, all the time. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Shout out. You know what? Beautiful shout out to my mother. So shout out to her. She sent me a lovely text message mm-hmm. in the form of a Facebook link. Of course. Of course <laughs> it was did. and and you know what that link said? What? It says, and I quote, "Telling my children I love them isn't a habit. It's a rem- it's it is my reminder to tell them that they are the best thing that happened to me." Oh. I mean, it's hard to be annoyed when your parents are sending you cute stuff like that i know right uh, and i was and i was and i was not annoyed. you know i think about i was not annoyed i i told my mom i love you too mom immediately Aww. after that that's good she did send something after that that said sometimes you don't get what you want because you deserve better and <laughs> i was a little perplexed i was like is this a hidden message like no she just was sending they she, send things she wants me to be happy just for the they're like oh i'm thinking of you and i'm sending it and i will like my mom i will wake up to like if i didn't check my messages on facebook for a week mm-hmm. i know that i would probably come back with at least 12 different messages from my mom mm-hmm. of her sending me Random news things. Despite the fact that text exists. And <gasps> yes. Yeah. She'll send me random news things, videos of babies or dogs or something like that. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, before I click on this, 
Did you research the page? Yeah. Do you know where this information comes from? Because if I click on it, and it's another one of those random conspiracy sites, uh, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah. Boy, um, boy, I will say uh, Facebook was difficult to use during the Trump era. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, left mm-hmm. and right, people from high school were Trump supporters. And I was uh, just like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, like, and I, even if they're not Trump oh, man, supporters. I had a crush on you. Now I have to ban you. <laughs> now, I have to, now I have to block you, cute. I'm not going to say their yeah, name. Thank but you. Thank you. I'll tell you the name afterwards. It's one of those Degrassi names. Where it's like <laughs> the first Emma. name, last name. <laughs> like Paige Michael Chuck. I'm Ugh. like, don't get out of here. Um, okay, well, okay, we're moving on. Yours is Facebook, mine's TikTok. No one, a side note, no one on that show ever referred to Dylan as Dylan Michael Chuck. He was always just Dylan. But that's yeah. Paige's brother, but they refer to Paige as Paige Michael Chuck. Yeah, they really wanted to hone in that. I've been name. watching a lot of Degrassi. We have. It's, but, been, uh, it's been a... It's been a a jaunt. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, you go next. What's... <laughs> oof. Boy, this is really telling. What's the best way to lose a few pounds? <laughs> um, I'm I think... I'm going to say exercise bike. Say that one more time. I'm going with exercise bike. Uh, I'm going to say having a good nutrition plan. Because, honestly, they say about 70% of weight loss is your food. Mm-hmm. Because even if you don't... If you're... um. You're not working out, but you are eating like a certain way, like very healthy and all that. You'll lose weight that way. So I think that um, also having like cardio every day, even if that's just like a simple walk, 30 minutes, you know. So I think those are those are good ones. But the exercise pack, if you have one of those in your home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's the most fun date you've ever been on? The most fun date. Hmm. Hmm. I was taken out to STK. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's the only one that I can. Oh, you know what? Years ago, like we were talking uh, high school, mm-hmm. my then situation ship. <laughs> Uh, really took me out. They, uh, we went for like ice cream. We went around the park and then we finished it up by seeing the, a tribe called quest documentary because they knew that I was a big fan of tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably the f- funnest I had walking around. Oh. And you know, <laughs> I am yes. not one to do all this fucking walking. Yes. Like, I don't understand. Like if I could be pushed or teleported, <laughs> Anywhere. You want to be in Wally. Yes. That's your life. Yes. That's your dream life. Yes, I, I, I want to have one of those chairs that does everything. <laughs> that that floats and then I could just sit back and just drink and guzzle and watch TV. It'll procreate for me because they had those fat kids. So it's like, how, oh, they, how the hell are they procreating? It's the chairs. The chairs are doing it for them. The chairs are jacking them off. <laughs> Chairs are inseminating these women. The chairs are making these babies. They're lazily pushing. They're probably pushing the babies out for them. Like, like just like you know, like easing on their stomachs and just Mm -hmm. going like. (laughs) Childbirth is probably really easy when your bones have been gelatinated, gelatinated and shit. Makes sense. (coughs) Makes sense to me. 
God. Just ooze, ooze on out, ooze on out the hole. Oh my God! Thank I'm you. stop it. I'm leaving. <laughs> What's the funnest date you've ever been on? Um, I'm gonna say the botanical gardens. Oh, okay, that sounds nice. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's all for the questions, right? Um, you gave me an extra one. I did. Oh, right, I did. What's the funniest joke you know? <laughs> this is a cheat because I know a bunch of really good jokes that I made up myself. <laughs> okay, tell me what yours is so I can tell you if I like that one enough to make uh, it mine. Uh, whoops, okay. Because I don't have any. I need to hear one. All right, this is the first time and last time that I am going to tell jokes on the podcast like this. Uh, this is from Maurice's old stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um I'm currently single, uh, and I'm not worried about it because I grew up as a, as a kid watching cartoons, and cartoon logic dictates that for every Mickey Mouse, there's a Minnie Mouse. For every Donald Duck, there's Daisy Duck. That means that somewhere out there right now is my one true love, and she's going to look exactly like me, but with a bow and a skirt on, <laughs> and her name will probably be Monique Spearmint. <laughs> That one was good. Yeah, it's a it's a cute little joke. <laughs> the audience likes it. I'm goofy. I haven't heard you say that. One I know. Wait, you've never heard me say that? I think I've heard that, that was one. that's one of like the classic Maurice Lickers jokes. I like that one. Yeah. All right, I'm making that mine because I can't think of anyone. Okay. You know, I don't really. Okay, if I was going to think of one, we're going to an open mic, and I'm going to get you on that stage. All right. Well, yeah. we'll see. Um, I would say one of my favorite ones is from um, OG Bernie Mac, R.I.P. I ain't scared of you. Yes, but uh, it's the cookies and uh, <laughs> I want some milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one you're talking about. I want about. some milk and cookies. That's one. That is tops. Tops, tops, tops. I really want to go and get the Deaf Comedy Jam. Like we, Box set. Yeah, because we used to, when I was younger, we had them on on uh, VHS. And so we used to, I used to watch them all the time. Like just, They're probably on HBO Max, right? You think, they hope, you think maybe? Yeah. If it is, we should watch Cause, it. Because deaf, deaf Comedy and Deaf Poetry Jam, like, they're both, both HBO of, shows. And honestly, I would say both of those were very integral to my childhood. And very, um, what's the word? Very... They informed a lot of things, both that I loved the Would poetry. Would you ever do uh, deaf poetry? I, that was a dream you, of mine. You wanted to be a poetry slam artist? Yes, that was a dream of mine to be. Making memes is my oh thing. God. But when you know what you mean, is it really a scream? I'm over you. <laughs> <laughs> to live and die in L.A. <laughs> Um, yes, but I would, I would do that, um, if I ever wrote something that I thought could be as good as, as those poets, then yes. Yeah. One of these days, we're going to get you up on a, on a, on a, on you a just stage to, to be do stand up and we're going to go to a poetry slam thing and I'm going to write your name and you're going to have to do some poetry <laughs> off the top of your head. I have some ones that are written that I would just, I could just pull out of my head. Okay. I gotta yeah. make more. Everybody, everybody had a poetry phase. 
like uh, yeah, or either poetry or rap phase. I never wanted. To be oh rap my god! What you know what? But I want to. I want you to give the one day you're gonna have to give. One day I'm gonna go through my phone and get and, and pull up all the freestyles that are. And I, we need to have one. We're we're just let everyone listen in. Hold on. And no, I'm gonna see if I can find it. That right now. we're gonna get some Chase Jones. That was my rap name. Chase Jones. Chase Jones. Wow. Why Chase Jones? I. Okay, it's gonna sound horrible, but uh, um, I like the name Chase mm-hmm. because I'm I'm a dream chaser, chasing mm-hmm. my dreams. Mm-hmm. I like that whole motif, and Jones was the name of the dude that my yes yes was yes on I with. remember this. <laughs> so I thought, ah, fuck use him. the fuck him. I'm gonna use the name against him. Chase is the name of one of my first crushes. Well, not first crush, but like the one that I remembered. Grimier than Homer's nemesis, I'm relentless. <sighs> Keeping my enemies close, I put them in. I put them on my friend list. <laughs> is that what we're getting? Two bars. School's out, man. My life is a summer break. The main event, like I'm floating in a ticker tape. <laughs> Chase Jones, don't know me. Take a crash course. <laughs> That was it. Oh, you know what? You could have been a contender. High school sweethearts pregnant, consoled with my current chick. Told me she would blow me if I let go. Now I'm over it. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what? You were putting it all out there. Your heart was on your sleeve. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was definitely somewhere. (laughs) My heart was somewhere. My heart was somewhere. Anyhow. Uh, but that has been uh, questions for the questions and answers. QTNAs. QTNAs. Questions that need answers. That would be questions that need. Oh, QTNA. That's what I said. QTNA. Yeah, but you said questions that need answers. The answers. No, I said questions that need answers. You initially said no. When you listen back to this, when you're when you're editing, you're going to hear what I I said. Email in. And tell Odie what she said. I said questions that need She's answers. She's got a little, little something, something in her cup right now. So maybe. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. It has, has nothing to do with it. everything to do with it. And it has a lot to do with why we're moving on to our pop culture segment. This must be. All right. So where are we starting? What fresh well, hell do we have to I figured get we should do the updates and shenanigans first yeah. so that we could ease into something that's not too bad. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Uh, okay, you remember a few, I think it was last week or a few weeks ago, we talked about Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter? Yes. All right, well, he put out a tweet this week that said, Twitter deal temporarily on hold, pending detail supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. Um, he said he's still committed to the acquisition, but um, he's, you know, they're waiting to figure this all out. And he said uh, in a, someone asked him in an interview recently um, about Donald Trump, and he said that permanent bans should be extremely rare and really reserved for ca- accounts that are bots or scam or spam accounts. I do not think it was, I do not think, I do think it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was a mistake. 
because it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. Do you know what fresh hell will be like if Elon gets Twitter and then we have to deal with (sighs) Donald Trump tweeting all over? Well, allegedly, Donald is like, I don't want to go to Twitter because... I already have, uh, he, you know, he had started his own like social media platform. I don't know, remember what it is. I don't care what it is, but he started it. What is so, it called? Dumper? It, uh, it should be because that's all that people are going to do. Actually, you know what? It should, he should call it dumpster <laughs> because that's all social media tends to be is just one big old dumpster fire that's that true. everybody gawks at and is just like, oh my God, like, what did, what did Amanda Heard say or whatever? <laughs> or Amber. I don't know what her name is, actually. My apologies. Amber. Is it Candace Amber? Or, no. Uh, uh, the Johnny Depp. Oh, Amber lady. Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else about me that. too. Not that story is so it's so convoluted so and ridiculous. It's so crazy that I don't even want to cover it on this podcast. I don't. Yeah, same. This is the first time we. You know, this is like the first time we've ever even yeah. made an inkling because we've stayed away. It's from just all too that much. Nonsense. It's too much shenanigans. Something There's too much going on. In the bed and There's so much. There's so much. It's it's too much to to even sift through. But um. I think that uh, I'm curious if this had anything to do with on like last week at the end of the week, Tesla was like the stock prices or not Tesla, Bitcoin mm-hmm. stock prices went down. Tesla was having weird stock prices. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it had, had anything to do with it. Um, there are, were some people on Twitter who were like, you know, maybe this is kind of like a coup from stock members of like if they if the stock price goes low enough. He won't be able to buy Twitter because he won't be able to afford it. So honestly, who knows? But I'm I am very curious as to what it's going to mean if he does buy it, and if, like we talked about before, what that's going to mean for the platform. Because if you're going to let people like Donald Trump back, the gates are wide open, you yeah. know. And if you're, and I think that we already know that Twitter, Twitter, and all social media platforms have had issues with what, um, like black people, other POCs. Um, mages who are like we're being harassed mm-hmm. you're not doing anything you know but the white people who are on there spewing this hatred like you guys are not um, stopping them so it'll just be very interesting because if you let Donald Trump back and you don't and you want to just let him have quote unquote free speech it's just that's not it's gonna be it's a, gonna be a blowback. It's gonna be a fucking hellhole of a place to go get news again. And I really, I feel like people. This last few years have been really good without having I've to loved it. wake up and see what what dumb shit he has I've had really to say. It. It's been good for my mental health. I just feel like when people they really really need to go back and read the First Amendment mm-hmm. because, as you've said before. The First Amendment stops the government from persecuting you for what you say and what you, for things that you're saying. Yeah, but you can still get Not, these individual fists. Yeah, it has nothing to do with individual citizens. If you say something ridiculous or do something ridiculous and people take a picture of it, that is not a freedom of it. No one is infringing on your freedom of expression to say this behavior will not be tolerated. Yes. So we are not going to allow you on our system. Now, I don't like we I don't think that people should be worried about if they say something disparaging against Twitter or something like that, they're going to be kicked off the platform. That's not it. 
And of course, I feel like there are there are lots of fail safes we could make sure, put in to make sure those sort of things don't happen. But at the current point, let's just let the people who have been banned let them stay off. We don't need them because they're not going to add anything to the discourse. And if you're saying that we're alienating racist bigots of any form on the platform, honestly, I don't care. Um, okay, let's see what's next. Um, I might interlace these uh, stories with more lyrics. Okay. My immaturity is luring me. Drunken ADD tends to lead to impulsivity. <laughs> well, that's true. That's something, yeah. <laughs> I, I've had many... Times when being drunk with my this one ADHD just says what's a god problems. to a Spartan? Jesus Christ! All right, moving on. Um, this is another update that we have on the Wendy Williams show. Mm-hmm. If you don't rem- if you don't uh, remember, we spoke about how Wendy Williams show was going to be ending, and then it was going to be going to Sherry Shepard was going to be the new permanent host. Um. So there was a bit of drama because Wendy basically during an interview with Fat Joe, she said she was not going to watch um, the Sherry Shepard show because it's not her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically was saying she's trying to get her show back. Uh, Sherry responded on Instagram Live saying, I did hear Wendy say she will not watch me on the new show and that's okay. You know, I understand. And she was saying she wanted people to pray for her. She said, I personally feel that it is difficult to wish a person well. Oh, this is, sorry, this is uh, Wendy's attorney. Said, I personally feel that it is difficult to wish a person well, which Sherry did while attempting to health shame them at the same time, especially since Wendy was the one who created multiple platforms that gave Sherry several opportunities. Wendy is an icon and should be respected as such. Honestly, I I knew something like this was going to happen because they kind of unceremoniously canceled the show. Yeah, right? like it was like, Wendy's sick, does she have dementia, does this and that, does she need a conservatorship? And it then, was like a whole thing about her not being able to get up from chairs and yeah. she was in a wheelchair or something it was, like that. It was a lot. She, was, there yeah, was, she, was, she had a health scare. We don't yes. know what it was. Yeah. Um, but they used that to be able to push other people to possibly be in the time slot. Yeah. Um, and that's how Sherry Shepard got the role. I wonder I wonder how Ricky Lake's doing. I hope she's doing well. Yeah. You know me her too. what was Jenny uh Jenny, Jenny Jones, Jones uh Mill not Millhouse, more Mo- Mo- Montel Montel Williams. Williams. <laughs> Where did Millhouse come Montel from? Williams. Well, oh remember what was it Ted Ted Donahue or Todd Donahue, yeah. Who what was his first name? Uh it was something Donahue. Was it not Tom or Ted? Was it Greg Donahue? No. Ted? Let me look it up. Not Ted Lasso. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm blanking. Listeners, if you're as old as we are, please yell out into your phones. Phil who, Donahue. Phil Donahue. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, that's him. Oh, he's still alive. That's good. That's good. Yeah, give Phil Donahue a show again. Well, his was in, okay, right? He was born in thirty-five. Yeah, so he he's got time. Yeah, I mean, sure. He's just sitting on his on his residual. Well, not residual. Hopefully, he's getting residual. 
Is he getting residuals? I hope so. Where would they do? Oh, do well. yeah, because I'm about to say like when daytime talk shows end, it's not like they rerun them anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like they'll rerun. Um, uh, they used to rerun Conan O'Brien's show, like uh, the late. late he's not show. doing that anymore. He's who's, not doing that. Who's in the that? Was that Joe? Well, Conan. What? No, Conan was. Uh, Conan had his own. Late night show mm-hmm, that he's mm-hmm. no longer doing, so he's not doing that. I think he's doing podcasts now. Yeah, and uh, cr- not Craig Ferguson. Uh, somebody's leaving. Um, Gordon my- is leaving. Thank God. <laughs> Fucking unsufferable. Ooh. Hey, hey, yes, cars. But apparently, in he was the in U- cars. No, like uh, karaoke car bullshit. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, I did like that, but not him. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently he's, right. he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody in the UK is just like, oh, he's an insufferable. Every thing I've heard about him is how much of an asshole he is. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Sprinkle in those allegedly's. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, I hope that Wendy and Sherry can work it out. I was thinking maybe they can do something where they're like co-hosting the show. Do you think that could work? Like no. a Wendy Sherry? No, those are two strong personalities. Do you think Sherry Shepard's a strong personality? I well, it, she is strong enough to not be considered a sidekick anymore. Well, that's true. Like, that's true. It, like, because if Wendy, if William, if they both had a show together, Wendy Williams would be the main host, and and and. Sh- she would be considered Shepard would be considered like a sidekick and she wouldn't, she shouldn't be relegated to that. That's true. She, she could stand on her own two feet. She's done enough. Uh, she's putting enough uh, work over the years to warrant her own show. I would say, uh, instead of just what are these faces, you don't want black women to win. I want black women to win. Let that be known. Shut up. Odie's <laughs> face. Said That's, it. Not what I said. This delicate fucking flower. I here. am a delicate fucking flower. Yeah, well. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want anyone to win. Anyhow. Um, what's next? What, we, what else? So we have new, we have updates about Britney's. Both of, neither of them are good. Okay. So Britney Griner, we told you she's been in Russia this whole time for 10 months. Or she was there for at least, I think, 10 months or something like that. It's been quite some time she's been in Russia. She's being detained, um, and a Russian court said that they're extending her pre-trial detention. Um, Well, she's been held since February, Um, and they're they're extending her pre-trial pre-trial detention for another month. Yeah, uh, the the officer um, Zed Price, the State Department spokesperson, said. The officer was able to confirm that Brittany Griner is doing well, as can be expected under what uh, what can only be described as exceedingly difficult circumstances. Um, the Russian court is saying, you know, that she's had that she had um, cannabis oil on her. She faces up to ten years in prison, which they're saying is like this is no big deal. Like you know, we should we should expect that much because she did such an egregious crime. When but we're it's all just like. All Man, like she wasn't distributing it. But you want to know this is some like crack era fucking uh, prison sentencing. We have I a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last month. They um, war on drugs. America and Russia did a a transfer for prisoners, Mm -hmm. and they let go a few people. But like Brittany Griner was not put put in that. She wasn't one of them. Like it wasn't just Brittany Griner. There are a few other people who are being held prisoner there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like. 
what is the holdup on this compared to those other people who might have some sort of espionage or murder, whatever the case may they be. They might be have ties to the government of some she kind. She had its lowest stakes crime. It really is. And I can only, I, I, it just feels like to me that the, the our country is not taking it seriously. Uh, Lisa Leslie was said already in interviews that they told her not to make a big stink about this in public. Mm-hmm. And some people are trying to say, oh, it's because we don't want, we don't want Russia to know how important she is. They know how important she is. Yeah. She's the star WNBA player. You don't think people think that she's important? Like, that is, to me, a very silly excuse for not making a huge hubbaloo about her being away. If this was LeBron James, he would have been, we would have been fighting to get him home. Yeah. So it's just like, I want her to be back home. It's been too long that she's not here. And it's, I'm sure, you know, she's very stressed out. I saw a video of her, like, coming through the after the, the, the trial, and she just looks so downtrodden, you know. I it's, would, too. It's I just very sad. Too. I want her to come home because yeah, they're, they're not here. treating her. There's no way you could tell me that they are treating her very well. Very well. They're not. Yeah. And her lawyer was like, oh, well, we haven't had any complaints. I'm sure she can't complain because she doesn't want to be treated worse. And she already is. Yeah. Um, and uh, in other Britney news, Britney Spears, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she announced this weekend that she and her fiancé, um, what's his name? She and her fiancé, Sam... Ashgari um, suffered a, m- a miscarriage. So mm. we want to send all of our love to Brittany. Yeah. Because we know that she's just had a very long road. She just finished, got her conservatorship. And miscarriages are notoriously like. Yeah. Th- that's a that's a topic that like can really eat at you. Yeah. You know, so. Like, and I mean, she has two children, but it doesn't matter if you if you are. Ha- she was so excited. Intimate. About having this baby because you know for, during the, the conservatorship she said they forced her to have an IUD and like she wasn't she couldn't get married she mm-hmm. couldn't have a baby she's been wanting to do that and she's only forty so she could she still has time that she could still have a baby if she wants to um, but I just sending lots of love to her and her family because that's Send that, that is sad Send that love. Um, and it was early in the pregnancy but it, no matter how early it is like. You know that is a a devastating blow. You know she's I I mean, but I'm sure she's going through a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. They're trying to they're doing like prenup discussions. She's trying to like rebuild her life after being in this conservatorship. Um, so like there's not so many stressors that can um, get to you during just regular life. So I'm sure hers is just like even higher. But we're sending her lots of love. And, you know, we hope that if that they want to ha- try again, that they are able to have a successful and healthy pregnancy and delivery. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to hear some shenanigans? Yes. <laughs> I absolutely would love to hear some shenanigans. At this so point. did you hear about the RICO charges that Young Thug and Gunna and a bunch of other people from YSL are being faced with? I was made aware of this earlier this week. Um, 
I I I was made aware that they were arrested. It mm-hmm. wasn't it, it wasn't uh until like a little bit later that they revealed the charges and unfortunately those charges are racketeering. <laughs> yeah. It more it's racketeering and more. Um the AP <laughs> AP News says that Young Thug co-founded a violent street gang that committed multiple murders, shootings, and carjackings over a decade. That list um, feels weird. And murder, 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 and carjacking. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a Hamilton thing. It's like Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. Well, the indictment charges the 88-page indictment, which means like that's a lot of information. If you got 88 pages, they got a lot of stuff going for them oh, on yeah. them. Um, but it charges him, Gunna, and 26 other people with racketeering. Um, Fulton County uh, District Attorney's Office said it does not matter what your notoriety is, but you're famous. If you come to Fulton County, Georgia, and you commit crimes, you're going to become a target and a focus of this District Attorney's Office, and we're going to prosecute prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. History is happening in Fulton County. <laughs> Um, but they also said, the like, Rico in the world. they're it's planning the to okay. use uh, some of their their lyrics. Um, and I don't, honestly, I don't know um, how that's going to work because you can say, oh, you know, these lyrics sound like you're pointing to something. But a person could easily say, one, I didn't write those lyrics because people have, have writers on their team. Or two, like this is just fantasy. We're writing about this gangster lifestyle. We haven't been living it. We know people who do, and we're just writing about that. So I'm curious to see how that will work. Um, There's somebody that I wanted to ask about this, but unfortunately, like I can't really get in touch with them in mm-hmm. order to make sense of it. Um, you know, uh, just just for from a legal standpoint mm-hmm. like all i know is that like most of the time when you're if you're an organization that gets hit with rico uh then that that basically means they have all of the oh, evidence yeah. they you're... they literally don't, there's no even no even point going into trial because they they know if you exactly have a rico what charge you've done and what you are involved in and you're going away you're going under there, the, the evi- there's evidence on top of evidence on top of evidence like rico charges there's so there's so much that goes into them it's not like you can just be like, oh, here's a RICO charge. Like, you have to have so much receipts, um, which means somebody was probably informing on them and Someone their crew. Someone was snitching. Um, that they, they have video evidence. They have transcripts. They got et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, this is not something something quick and easy. Um, but honestly, even though it sounds bad, we know that people, if you hire a good enough lawyer, you can get yourself out. You Even with the, all the evidence in the world, they could get themselves out if they have a really, really great lawyer and a great legal team. Exactly, like they could do it. I mean, they can afford a really good. Yeah, yeah, they, they have the money. I mean, if you think about, it, there were so many of the like the Al Capones who they would be charging with these different Rico charges for years and years and years, and it would nothing would happen because they just had really good lawyers. So this is what I was thinking when. And this is going to sound really stupid. Mm-hmm. 
But it's it, it's one of those questions that I have that I feel like it shouldn't be considered a stupid question. Okay. When you're put in jail, all of your assets are seized by the government, right? It depends. So if you're in a RICO charge, more than likely your assets are seized. Okay, because I was about to say, like, you can't make money while in jail. You can. can. You? It is really, you would have to be someone who was smart enough to move your money around or and put just it keep in. it into like investments and shit. Yeah, because and if you anything that you purchase with a with possibly Rico money, that means houses, art, all those investments, they can be seized by the government. Oh, for sure. If so you know, you know. You have to be really strategic putting things in other people's names, putting things in places that are, are so untouchable that even if the police wanted to, they couldn't get it. So it, you, know you have to be smart about it. You know what sucks? What? You would think that Young Thug, of all people, <laughs> would take uh, Birdman's advice. Mm-hmm. Put everything in my mind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because I'm hood rich. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to do this with you. If you know, you know. Um. Yeah, but that... We're just, you know, uh, I guess we'll free, we're gonna see what happens. I wish them all. Yeah. The, I wish everybody in that to get their just desserts. Yes, and that's all I could say. Yeah, if they if they are involved in something, I, I mean, we all know how I feel about prison, restorative justice, and abolitionist. Take a shot. Take a shot. Why don't I have a fucking shot oh, thing? You should. Where's the drop? I don't have a take a shot drop. We could have another round tonight. Take a shot. <laughs> I'll isolate that. You should. At some point. Um, Probably. But you know what? Okay. This is a, a very controversial thing I'm going to bring up next. Is it? You know, Do you know... Who Jesse Williams is. Of course I know. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of and course. I, and I, not only do I know who Jesse Williams is, I know where you're going with this. Now, this last week, <laughs> this last week, um, there was a video that was leaked of uh, Jesse doing his performance in Take Me Out talk on about, Broadway. Talking about Freakily. And it was a shower scene, so obviously in the shower you are what nude. Mm-hmm. And um, though some, even though the the cameras or phones and everything were allegedly they are you know locked up during the performance, somebody somehow got a camera in, snapped pictures, and sold it to whomever because they were posted online. Now. I have a question for you because I think this is something that we did not really talk about before, but is it? It is an important distinction. Sure. Because as much as I enjoyed watching the video, and I'm not going to tell you that I didn't watch it. Yeah. Because it was on my timeline. I was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "What's going on? What? Who? What? Why is Jesse Williams trending?" I looked it up and I saw, oh. Um, you were up late at night. I was asleep. Yeah, I, I didn't find out until the morning time. Because I, I texted like, to you and yeah. you didn't respond. I oh, I'm so sleeping. sorry that I didn't respond at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and I'm just sleep like a normal person. I couldn't help that I was I have insomnia. Anyway, I saw it and I was like, "Wow, Fred, your insomnia to me." I mean, sorry. And 
I mean, some people were trying to spread something that night because they were all thirsty AF Mm -hmm. for Jesse Williams nudes. And I cannot say that I did not enjoy them because I did. Um, But I will say the next day when I was reading about what happened and they said that the um, phones had been confiscated, Mm -hmm. I can't say that I did not feel a bit guilty looking at it and enjoying it Um, because I think about it like it's a consent issue. Even though I think it's it's a little bit different, it feels different than when it's like, you remember when those few years ago when like Scarlett Johansson and uh, what's her name from Hunger Games, um, like all these different celebrities had their iPhone clouds leaked. Yes. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer they had their Lawrence. iPhone cloud leaks and it was like their pictures were being put online. Like that was, was a comp- clear and obvious like breach of these people's confidentiality whereas I was like well this is a play he's doing so he he is consenting he but he's consenting to for some people to see it for paying customers for paying customers to see it yeah. which is not different than if you are I would say like a sex worker like for OnlyFans right people who are having OnlyFans that are getting their um, videos uh, people are screen recording them and putting them and, online. Yeah, they're putting them. I online. think that's wrong because it's taking money away from those people. I was about to name the websites. I was like, I don't need to name. Them. <laughs> you don't need to name. Them. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of like that, where it's like, <laughs> I'm so mad that this is the thing that you decided to put on behind this. Um, I definitely um I feel for the cast and for Jesse, even if it's like you know. Everybody's looking at him at even more of a sex symbol, and they're really they they appreciate his anatomy. Mm-hmm. But if you did not agree for random people online to be seeing this, it kind of takes away from the enjoyment of the video. Because once I learned that they they had purposely told the patrons that they had to lock their phones up. It gave me kind of like uh, I wasn't as happy yet to have seen what I saw. Or could it have been an interesting marketing tool since the Tonys are right around the corner? The nominations just came out. I mean, okay. And, and now they are sold out. Those ticket prices are like $200 a pop. I saw some that were like 99 but like those are for the nosebleeds. If you really want to. If you really want to get in there and see everything that you can see, so this was you want to be where the where the where the people are, yeah, and see you want to see their faces. He's got hoods, it's and what's it's galore. Um, <laughs> I kind of like when I saw this, I was feeling I had I had like my Gemini brain was moving because I was on like on one hand, thing of bobs. He's got plenty. He's got plenty. <laughs> like, um, yes, I feel conflicted about it, but then I was like, okay, he got a. He got a Tony nomination on Monday, which either could have been, like, of course now, the because this he has talked about him having this nude scene a while back on NPR. He had an interview about it. So yeah. people have known about it. This was new to us. Yeah. It's not new to people who are going to see the who play. Are, who are going or who knew it. about the play. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's that. But then, it, so it's like, why all of a sudden, after he gets a Tony nomination, would his nudes be leaked? Or the nudes from the from the scene be leaked? Was it, was it... 
actually a leak. Because you know it's Hollywood. And honestly, like, we could be all outraged about it. But you know there are so many things that happen in Hollywood that are smoke and mirrors. Yes. Like, it's it's not out of the realm of plausibility that his team, even without him knowing, not saying he had anything to do with it, but his team could have could have got someone in there, take a video and leak it. Because I was I've been at shows where they um, take your phone for whatever reason. And usually there's, like, security guards doing, like, a sweep. They're paying attention. They're looking because, you know, they don't want you to put any of the anything out. So I'm. it's like, how did this not – how did this happen? Yes. Um, so it's like if it was just a, you know, PR thing and this is how his team was, like, going to secure him, the Tony Dom, I am not mad at it. But it it, all, it brings up so many different ways, like, how did this happen? Um, the Second Stage Theater, where they're showing the play, they put out a statement, like, you know, this t- comes, takes away the integrity of the theater. It should be the, the eight stage <laughs> theater, you know what Can I mean? Can you got a cool eight. come yourself? What? Dry up. I'm just saying. Just saying. But you're... You're making a lot of valid points. Um, I see it more as like potentially like uh, I, I maybe I'm sinister with my thinking, <laughs> but I'm thinking it, 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 this was like somehow purposefully leaked. And all this is just speculation, I should say. Uh, I don't have any inroads into we don't. the None of us do. Broadway world. Uh, it's just like what could have possibly There's so many ways. It's so many variables. Just one random person just so happens to be there with their phone and being like, oh, you know what? I'm going to snip a quick video of Jesse it was Williams. like a minute long but they had they had uh, to me i know that i'm too scary i would have gotten I, the blurriest video that I you ever heard seen because well, uh, it's it's stage it's a stage shower right yeah so he's not really using soap i don't know he was very wet i know he, that he was extremely wet, <laughs> and i bet you were too okay. um but, <laughs> but i lost my train of thought uh, well, stop thinking no, about um, the inches and just about the inches, about the inches. This is we're derailing the point that I was trying to make. I'm derailed my own point, and um, I don't even remember what. My anyway, Jesse was finally asked his his thoughts. Yes, what he said, you? "I'm not down about it." I mean, you come on, it, it didn't this. Oh, okay. I'm not down about it. Our job is to go out there every night, no matter what. I'm not really worrying about it. I can't sweat that. We do need to keep advocating for ourselves, and it's wonderful to see a community push back and make clear what we do stand for, what we don't. Consent is important, I thought, so let's keep that in mind universally. Um, Tripod stand. Theater is a sacred space, and everybody doesn't understand that. Everybody doesn't necessarily respect or regard that in a way that maybe they should or we'd like. Um, I think that that what he said is true. Yes. Theater, the theater is a safe space. Yes, it is. It is a sacred space where people have been always allowed to show themselves in various ways. Um, and it should not come with like this this burden of like, you know, are people get are people finding out something that they shouldn't find out that we are purposely keeping secret. I mean, like even just a few years ago, wasn't um uh Daniel Radcliffe doing Equus? Do you know that I looked up that play cuz I, I, I remembered it. I bet you did. There's no way that you wouldn't have. I mean, I knew when it when it happened, I was like I, I mean, yes, of course. I'm a Harry Potter stan. So I was like, "What? He's naked?" But do you know guess how old he was when that play came out? How? 17. 
Eve. Right? Because when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I remember when he well, played it, and I do remember things being leaked. It originated in, in, uh, in it was uh, a, the a, UK, a, right? Yeah. They, I, they have different laws. They, they, they have different views on, on being nude. It's not always very sexual there, just yeah. like the fact it, that we're nude. But it was the fact that, like, when you're thinking, looking back on it, he can we turn this music off? What? It is weird. Fine. You don't want to hear about rain? No, not what I'm talking about. Seventeen year old Daniel Radcliffe's nude body. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair but um, he, I remember when it came out there being a big controversy. But when I was looking back at the articles about it, there had apparently been a lot of protests because he was nude. He was seventeen. And people were like, nah, this is too much. But I remember there being people who were going and, like, leaking photos. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember what happened to them. Um, And honestly, like, in this situation, even though I I obviously saw the video. Yeah. I do think that someone who leaked the videos from there, if they're going to get fined, like, not to say they should be thrown in jail. But, like, to be fined or if he wants to bring civil charges or anyone else on the cast to bring civil charges because it's like... You are... You broke the rules. You broke the rules, and you have possibly made it a hard ship for me and my fellow castmates. Because it's like, Jesse Williams is a sex symbol. We know that. The We yeah, know that... Sex symbol. We know that the paparazzi... Yes. ...are drooling at the mouth to try to get videos of him in this role. Drooling but, at the mouth when I saw the video. <laughs> but at the end of the day... When we're watching that video, it's not just him in there. Yeah. There were other people on the cast. It's the dude. One of the dudes is from, uh, from, um, um oh God, what was that awful comedy series that went on forever? That was like, it was The Office meets just American household families. And the two Modern of them Family? Modern Family. That's what it was called. Why did you hate Modern Family oh, so I much? I hated Modern Family. Like, I just thought, like, the fucking writing was weak. And I, I just, I, it, it, it dominated so much of television at that point that like I couldn't stand watching another episode. Like I, I gave it, and I gave it an honest chance. I really did, but <laughs> I was just like, I'm not here for Manny. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm not here. Didn't for, like Manny. No, no one. No. It was and the, growing um, up with him was insufferable. To the me. thinner husband. Sorry, Sophia. Vergara. 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 Um, it was the thinner, thinner gay husband, the son of the, of what's his name? Coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, all of his, you know, all of his castmates were like, this is wrong, blah, 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 people in the theater, this is wrong. I think that it, as much as we like it, we have to recognize that these things are wrong. Yes. Looking at celebrity nudes that were not given out on their consent is wrong, even if we participate in them. Like, I'm, my friend had, was like, um, because I had posted up on our on our socials like people's responses, and they were like, "Oh, I didn't think you would be okay uh, looking at someone's news without consent." And I'm like, "I'm not look saying that that's okay, but I can't. I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't look at them. I looked at them, and then I found out what it was, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is wrong." But I mean, you have to. You, we cannot be liars. Yes. Like you know, you looked at it. You know, you liked it. Just say, like, I'm good. Because any other time I, that I've ever heard about someone's news being leaked, mm-hmm. I try to be very mindful of, like, not looking at it and seeing it because I don't want to perpetuate anybody's, um, you know, privacy privacy being um, intruded. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that 
whoever did this, if they catch the person, they should definitely be fined because that was not right to do that. And we should just respect people and respect their um, wishes or whatever, even if it's considered public territory. If someone is charging you for a activity and you're recording it, that is not the same thing as consent because they they accept they consented for it to be with you in that particular instance. Like that's it. When we we have to think about that in literally every circumstance. Yes, a sex worker consents to have her the, their sex work in that particular instance of the person they pay charged for. Nobody else is allowed to just jump on in just because of the fact that they are a sex worker. Um, and that, I think that's a very important distinction. That is extremely important. Also, uh, do you like this song? What, what song is this? It's the instrumental of Ring My Bell. Oh, God. <laughs> I do actually really like this song. Um, so, um, all right. Those are the those are the shenanigans. Do you want to get into like good things? Yes, I absolutely would love nothing more than to get into some good stuff. All right. So, real quick, Doctor Who is filming a show for the upcoming sixtieth anniversary, and David Tennant and Catherine Tate are coming back. The best Doctor, the tenth Doctor, mm-hmm. is is David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is good, and you know what? I'm I I keep saying I want to binge watch uh, Doctor Who. Oh my god, that would take forever. It would, but I so I won't go. I'm not gonna you say I won't watch like the, the originals, new, but the, the, the new newer season. ones. Yeah. I was thinking to start maybe like in the 2000s. Yeah, because that won't be so overwhelming. But I really want to watch it now because I'm hoping I do not mispronounce his name. Bad Wolf. But uh, Nakuti Gatwa. Mm-hmm. Has been he's from Sex Education. Yes, he, the black guy from Sex, yes. sex Education he's has been. Be the um, he's the fourteenth Doctor. Yes, so I'm really excited for that because he's the first black guy, first black guy, first black queer person to be in the role. So, um, or first black person and first black queer person. So I'm really excited about or openly queer person. So I'm really excited about that. And honestly, like a good a good doctor. He's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be a good doctor. Yeah, because he's I'm I love him in such I have to finish um season two I'm thinking up to season two with sex education. It's I really good. I have never seen it. And I it's we one should watch those, it. It's one of those shows that I keep meaning to watch. Because it's really funny. It's on the list right after it's like last, so. chewing gum like that type of dry comedy. Oh, did you ever see a uh, a uh, scrotal recall but they remain they they uh they uh renamed it to like Love Sick? Oh, that was yes, I did. I liked Love Sick. I haven't finished watching. I I watched the first two seasons, but I didn't mm-hmm. finish it. But I do like that show. Oh, it's still on Netflix. I think it's still this. From it's last a, it's time a really I saw it was series. good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um so that's good and in other um sci-fi news the Orville New Horizons trailer came out. Did you? Um, well, we were watching Orville. Yes. And we it, it ended on kind of was it like a cliffhanger? Yeah, it ended on the cliffhanger because it was oh, what's the robot's name? Oh man, I'm I'm uh uh shit I'm I'm uh blanking. Well, I don't remember his name, but oh, the Kalons. Oh, the Kalons, yeah. But I don't remember his name, but like the Kalons, we finished with um, 
them <clears throat> uh, having a fight with the Kalons because they re- learned that it had all been a, um, like there was some subterfuge in it the whole time and they were actually trying to kill us all. Um, so we that's where we're kind of leaving off with the trailer. It looks like it's going to be really good. Um, and uh, R.I.P. Norm McDonald because he yeah. was... Um, he was he, he won he voiced the blob thing. Yeah, uh, Lieutenant Yafet. Yeah, Yafet. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that it's going to be really good. I mean, I liked the show. Um, I thought it was very original. This one, it the the trailer made it seem like it might be a little bit more dark mm-hmm. than the than the, the series Which is. Which, mind you, the second season was pretty dark. It was, but it, I liked that it was dark, but it still had that comedy angle yeah i i imagine it's gonna be a good mixture of like the the lighthearted stuff with the because like initially it seemed like the orville was just gonna be a spoof of star trek yeah but then it got into some really heady issues yeah it did and and i and i was here for it Me like too. i appreciated it yeah. I, I still love it I thought it was really good. You know, I'm a I might go back and watch a couple episodes. You know that I'm a Trekkie. So I'm like, I love these shows. But I do like when they don't make it so serious. Because when watching Star Trek, I love it. But everyone's so serious. Like, no one's really having fun. It's super like, we're just space adventurers. But we don't have a sense of humor. And it's like, I don't think that that's how it would be. Even, like... Of course, comedy will change and things like that. But I think that even in the midst of, like, the worst times we've ever had in America, there, people have always found a way to laugh. So I think that, like, we would have a very um, mixed brand of, of comedy, and it wouldn't just be so super serious all the time. I can name five Star Treks that I have not watched. Star Trek. Star Trek uh, The Next Generation, Star Trek Enterprise, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek um, uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, so none of them. Nope. <laughs> nope. So you have... watched none of them. No. I mean, I, I look, I gave The Next Generation an honest try. But did you? I did. It's just so dry. It's not dry. It's the driest. They're going on missions every the, episode. The driest panties I've ever seen. Ugh. Like, and I tried, man. Just not enough action for me. Not, I didn't get into the Borgs or whatever the fuck they're called. It was such uh, a good, they I'm were so, sure such good stuff. I think I tried watching it with you at one yes. point. Yes. And, and you I fell refused to watch Star Trek and, um, freaking Stargate. What is it with wrong with you and the stars? Why do you off, hate them? First off, what's up with you and the stars that you love them? Well, I fucking and love the stars. Second of all, it's not that, uh, no, Stargate is the one that I I keep falling asleep. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> what do you mean allegedly? I they get to Mars and Mars. You've only has watched a the settlement. movie. You haven't even watched the TV show, which is oh different. Oh my god! It's a is different it type different? of show. It Can is it possibly be. It's any more different? energy. Like there's so much more going on. There's intrigue and romance and all that in there. I'll watch that if you watch Battlestar Galactica. I love Battlestar Galactica. I would love to rewatch that. I haven't watched it in a long time, and it's actually on my to do list of watching. Well. Maybe we'll watch it. <laughs> I really like Star- I love Star Galactica. Do you know that... Um, Uh-oh. My, you had a crush on who? Gator? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. My cousin... Boomer? My, my cousin Petey, R.I.P., 
Um, when Battle, you know, because Battlebelon Five came out the same time as like Battlestar Galactica. Yes, it did. And my cousin PD would call me uh, Babylon Five in his Trini accent, and I used to hate it so much because he'd be like, he's just babbling on, babbling brook, Babylon Five. Yes. And I used to be so mad every time he would say that to me. Um, but yes, I was, I, I love all of those shows. I'm, I've been a sci-fi fantasy type of gal and specifically like the galactic sci-fi worlds. Like those have always been my favorite. Cause you know, I just, I love traveling and I've seen the world. So the idea that you could like travel to other like galaxies and star systems and things, it definitely, uh, is that would be like on my wish list only if. I knew that I could come back to to the earth. Mm-hmm. But, and also, I want to come back and be able to come back to the earth and not have it be like me being in another star system is going to make me come back to earth like 10 years later. You know, I want it to be a normal amount of time lost. Like if I stay away for three months, I want to come back and I was only gone for three months, mm-hmm. not three years, because that's too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, Speaking of other trailers, finally, after, oh, how many years is this? 2009. It, it has to have been 10 years. 2009. Because this fucking thing came out when we were in college. From 13 years later, we finally have the second Avatar trailer. Uh, we watched it together. Give me your thoughts. I'm not going to go see it. Are you? Come on. I'm not gonna go Let's see go. It. Okay, what if it's they do? The, it's one of those movies that's designed literally just for the movie theaters. And those are the worst kind of fucking movies with no replayability. Have you ever seen Avatar outside of the movie theater? It I honestly is, don't think I have. It is pointless. It I is a pointless it. viewing experience. <laughs> it is like this was not made for domestic television sets or anything like that it's made to be like ooh, look at the thing flying out of my ass like look <laughs> look at this 3d thing coming this monster they're they're oh look their ponytails are having scissoring sex like, oh what come on this is ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> so no i'm not gonna go watch this movie i'm sure it'll be a box office hit i'm sure it'll be a do you think it'll be classic. a box office hit no it's definitely gonna like james cameron come on i mean i think that like i do want to see james it. cameron right yes um yeah yeah james cameron yeah he can't, um, he can't do no wrong i mean they do you know this avatar is the highest grossing film of all time mm-hmm. um but i i'm curious how the cultural kind of commentary he was making in 2009 it how they're going to be able to update it to make it credible for now because when you Do watch you back they'll, they'll finally rename the fucking unobtainium like <laughs> Do you think they'll finally take that name and actually come up with something clever? No. Then instead of just a placeholder in it, like what no. are we gonna call this minimum? Like, uh, let's call it unobtainium for it's now like until we the come blip. up with something. Yeah, the blip. Oh. There's no, oh my God. there's no like you imagination. Just, you just have to roll with it. The blip. Um. Well, the movie's gonna come out in December. I think it's December thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's coming out. Um. It or December sixteenth. I'm curious how they're going to work this through because, um, 
you know how we had a lot of like comments when it came out about it being like they were they were you talking about like indigenous civilizations or like indigenous people here in the states and how you know it's a metaphor for that but there were a lot of things that people were like they felt were problematic yeah um that i'm curious if they would have been able to update so that it doesn't seem like that i don't know uh it's called avatar the way of the water so we'll be going back to pandora and seeing all the different things it looks like they have a that uh the main guy um what's his name Sam Worthington. Mm-hmm. It seems like he and um, Zoe Saldana have a baby, um, in or like have a kid in the in the show or the movie. Um, so so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I I, I want to say I do want to see it. You no, know, Zoe's ass is putting on that makeup. You again. know she loves to be in she loves, colored. She loves to be a colored woman. <laughs> she does, even when she shouldn't be. <laughs> even when she shouldn't be. Um, but, uh, another thing that came out this week is Kendrick Lamar's new album. Yes. It's called, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm-hmm. It had, it's a double album. Was yes, it like it 24 songs? No, 18. 18 songs. Um, we listened to it the other day and. All the way through. All the way through. So this was only a one listen. So tell me on a one listen. What did you think? Any critiques? Because there were, I saw some, some some comments on Twitter. People weren't exactly loving him. Um, so give me your thoughts. Uh, it's art. Like, it, 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 listening to it is like listening to art, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, <laughs> listening to art. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like every song was created purposefully. Yeah. Right? Like with some sort of message behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 really does show that he's been quiet for five years for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like he's been observing the culture, looking mm-hmm. at the state of black culture, culture in America, what have you, mm-hmm. his, his place in the culture. You know what? This album screams, I have enough money to afford therapy. <laughs> okay. And it's extremely refreshing for a for a rap artist A to come out of out of the woodwork and say, "Yeah, I have therapy and uh you should too." But to then like put it into music of just like and this is what therapy has helped me un- uh, uh helped me realize it mm-hmm. helped me to go over my thoughts and feelings about my uh, uh, my uncle is a uh, my aunt is a man now, or um, that like uh, I grieve differently, or the uh, name one other uh, thing, Sex Maurice, uh, the 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 fatherhood song, the father song. Um, it's it's all in service to a higher piece of of messaging, mm-hmm. and that message. To me, at least, from one listen, being uh, taking a mirror and looking one at our idols mm-hmm. and and letting it know that like it, like Kendrick is the supreme rapper who he's not barring anybody on these lyrics. He's he's like basically saying like I 
am flawed. Like yeah. I am a human being and I'm here's everything that I'm thinking and I'm going through and you're going through it too. Mm-hmm. We're going through it together. This is how I'm healing. This is generational fucking trauma that mm-hmm. needs to be like unpacked and examined in order to actually heal. Mm-hmm. So whew, that's all. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to digest in one listen. I will say this does kind of take a little bit out of it the fact that uh kodak is on here yes um i agree everything with what you said about it being art um but a lot of the critiques that i saw were about him having kodak black on there because if you didn't and know he's not just on one song he's like he's on, on two of them? he's on, he's in like an interlude oh i didn't realize that so i just remember that one song mm-hmm. um but kodak black had admitted to uh, he has a plea deal for um, his the uh, rape of a girl who was allegedly in high school. I think she was like seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and he has a plea deal on that. And then so it's like you hear that song that he's on, but I think that it was like the next song after that one. There was a song about um, I don't know if this is Kendrick saying that he was molested as a child. But it's like a whole song about that afterwards, yeah. about sexual abuse, his family not believing him. Um, so that was kind of weird to know that you have this person who is accused of raping someone, uh, raping a, a young girl on your album, but the next song is about sexual abuse. Um, so it's kind of like, as much as he is a a cultural icon, is he actually learning, and is he actually like being holding himself and others accountable? Because I feel like one thing, unfortunately, with a lot of black men, is they want to hold white people accountable for the way that they behave, mm-hmm. but when a black man does something, they're not giving them that same smoke and that same energy. Um, and it's very much like, oh, let them, let them, you know, reclaim their, their title and we should give like some sort of restorative justice pathway so that we can, um, still enjoy who they are as artists, et cetera, et cetera. But when people are harming, if someone's harming people in your community that you say that you value, how can you also want to give them these, these passes just carte blanche? when they haven't actually atoned for anything. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that people, putting someone in jail is not giving them accountability. That's just giving them... You're the just, punishment. Yeah, you're just pu- throwing them away from society, where in reality, like, if you actually want to give someone atonement, it's like, let's figure out what went wrong and move from there. So, it's a very... Uh, I think there's so much duality to be on the album, and I thought it was very good. I definitely want to listen to it again, but those sort of things kind of take me out of it, and it kind of makes it hard to stand as much as I would like to. And it just makes me think about how J. Cole, if, I don't know if you remember when he, and I believe it was No Name, got into a fight, like on Twitter. Yes. And... J. Cole admitted to, like, not doing the reading, that he just was, like, going off of what he thought. And it was, like, we all have our own opinions about things that are going on, but we can't 
negate the importance of actually reading yeah. and saying, like, these are the thoughts and these are the... What a um, weird flex to openly admit, yeah, I didn't read anything. Yeah, like, because it's like there's so much being written about our current civil rights movement um, and what things need to be worked on and intersectionality, et cetera, et cetera. If you're not reading those works to build a better understanding and case, et cetera, for what we're doing... Why are you making these kind of blanket conversations or statements? Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, I feel like men in hip hop, especially conscious hip hop, need to really do an overhaul because it's not like in the 90s where you could just say, like, oh, I'm conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've seen how, unfortunately, some of these conscious male rappers. You know, like Talib Kweli have then been accused of harassing and black women. Yes. Where it's like, okay, you're so conscious, but are you? Because if you're going to be um, harassing or letting people harass and abuse black women, you don't really care about us as much as you say you do because black women are the backbone of the black community. Um, and I, I think that anyone could attest to that as they are, you know, Black femmes, not just black women. Black women and femmes yeah. are the backbone of our community. And if they're not being protected and respected, what are you doing? And how is your work actually moving forward? Because even with the song that he had, uh, I think it's called Auntie's Diaries, where he's talking about his uncle that transitioned to his aunt, but then, and I believe his cousin, but then you're dead naming them and kind of... um going into the that kind of turfy territory and then you know also that song he was saying the f word a lot and i understood it that was the same song as the auntie song that was the auntie song yeah that was it was the auntie song and it was kind of like i didn't feel as strongly as i did about that j cole song since that one was more like what are you doing like it doesn't even you don't even have a message you're just saying this word Mm -hmm. um where i could kind of understand it with the auntie diary song but it's like, are you doing this to, is this like self-aggrandizing or do you actually um, believe in, you know, trans rights and black trans lives matter and all these different things? Like, does that matter to you or are you just making this song because it's popular The or the, the kind of... Um, the trans rights or trans people are like a a news item so you can talk about it and and kind of be seen as woke. Those are questions that I would like to be answered. But I need to listen to the album a lot more before I can even come to some sort of conclusion about that. I mean, he'll have to give us more information about the album himself. Uh, I haven't seen the interviews he's done about it yet. He's going on tour. He's going on tour, and he notoriously, like, withdrew from, like, Mm -hmm. the public eye. So, like, He always says on every album, it's like, y'all are on social media. I'm not. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's the kind of money I want. Mm -hmm. I want, I want, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be on social media Mm -hmm. to sell whatever my wares are money. Yes. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, we'll give it another listen and we'll uh, come back with a more uh, concise detailed. more yeah more detailed more concise thing um, I'm out of drinks yes so we should uh, go on break real quick mm-hmm. and uh, we should uh, get back to it and we will 
uh, when we return with more of the Blackest Nerdy Podcast. BRB. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. And we're back. I'm had... out of space. I'm out of space. Yep. Um, I didn't have a song that I was going to sing. so You didn't have any song? <laughs> Fine. Um, hmm. I'm trying to figure out one of the Hamilton songs that I know all the lyrics to, but it's been some time. Alexander. It's been some time since I, what'd you say? Alexander Hamilton? How does a bastard orphan son, son of a whore and a Scotsman drop up in, in the, the middle, middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean? <laughs> Wait, time out. Can I tell you that used to be my, uh, my thing to get people on Tinder? <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yeah. Does not surprise me one little bit, but I did not know that. I would be like, hey, I have a quick question for you. I'd be like, hello, thanks for matching with me. Can I ask you a quick question? How does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor grew up to be a hero and a scholar? And if they... Founding father. Yes. <laughs> no, the $10 oh, the $10 founding dollar. father without founding a father without got a lot farther by working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a self-starter at 14. They place him in charge of a trading charter. And every day while waves, oh wait, while slaves were being slaughtered and carted away across the waves, he struggled to keep his guard up. Inside, he was longing for something to be a part of. The brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, barter. Then hurricane came and Devastation rained. A man saw his future drip, dripping down the drain. Put a pencil to his temple, connected it to his brain, and he wrote his first refrain, a testament to his pain. Well, we got around. They said, This is the same man. Took a book collection, that's subjected to the mainland. Get your education, don't forget from whence you came, and the world's gonna know your name. What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. Just you wait. Just you wait. When he was ten, his father split full of it. Dead written two years later. See Alexander's mother bedridden half dead. Sitting in the room sick at the synthetic. And Alex got better, but his mother went quite. Moved in with a cousin. The cousin committed suicide. Left them with nothing but room bread. Something new inside a voice say, Alice, you got a fit for yourself. And started reading and reading every treatise on the show. There would have been nothing left to do with someone less than Sue. He would have been dead or destitute without acceptance. Restitution started working. Clucking for his late mother's landlord. Trading sugar cane and rubbers. He had a forest scamming for every book he could get his hands on. Planning for the future. See him now as he stands on the bow of a ship headed to a new land. In New York, you can be a new man. In New York, you can just be a you new way. man. In New York, you can be a new man. In New York, just you way. In New York, you can be a new man. In New York, just you way. Alexander Hamilton. We are waiting in the wings for you. You never back down, you never learn to take your time Oh, Alexander Hamilton Alexander Hamilton We are waiting, it seems, for you 
Will they know what you overcame? Will they know you rewrote the game? The world won't ever be the same. The ship is in the harbor now. See if you can spot them. Another immigrant coming up from the bottom. His enemies destroyed his rep. America forgot him. We fought for him. Me, I died for him. Me, I trusted him. Me, I loved him. And me, I'm the damn fool that shot him. There's a million things I haven't done. Just you wait. What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. Boom. Okay. Honestly, they need to pay us. Yes. Because we... If there's a Hamilton podcast out there, I personally feel like we would be the best ones yes, to do it because we, we absolutely would have so much insights. Speaking of insight, if you were to play a role in the Hamilton uh, um, uh, musical, what role would you want to play? Can I give you my top three? Sure. My top one, King George. Because King George, you as much as it's like a, sm- it's the cat. smallest it's the role. But so sassy and the shoulder shimmy, it it's beautiful. Um, okay, so King George, just because I love the sassy pants. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I want to say Angelica. Not Eliza or Peggy? No. Okay. Angelica, because I like her song. Her songs are like, they, the song satisfied, it just... Speaks to my heart. Um, and I think the last one would be Aaron Burr. Sir? I just think that the, his songs are... Honestly, it's, the, it's called Hamilton, but Aaron Burr is the star of the show. Yeah, he's the, he's like the, the second... Well, he was the protagonist until he became the antagonist. Yes. yes. I think Aaron Burr, to me, is like the star of the show. Sir. Which I feel like is why I think that Aaron Burr should... Be <laughs> the you know now I have to say yes it every time you say it. every time it's just, fine it's just like when you say uh, that dude's name I have to say <laughs> yes we know um but I I think that Aaron Burr's uh, <laughs> sir his uh his the his whole thing I really love the progression of him um so yes I think that would be it honorable mention to Hercules Mulligan. How is it an honorable mention? You, 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 you it's an honorable you, mention. You, didn't, you, you said three, and then you, that's with the honorable mention. Fourth, you would make a good Hercules Mulligan. I would, although you can't be boxed for shit. So you don't know what I could do. I couldn't easily say that while looking directly. You don't know what I could do. All right, drop a beat right now. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> First that of all, awful. I didn't need to warm up. Don't do that. <laughs> no. I can't stop this feeling. Deep inside of me. Girl, you must not realize what you do to me. All right. I'm not going to continue doing that because right. there's just so many songs. Yeah, we could just so sit here all day. So many names of this yeah. wine. I can't but pronounce. instead, we should. 
we should be moving on into our mental health section. This is the section of the podcast where we as advocates, not experts, check in with each other uh, on our own mental health journeys to see where we're at. You know, we get we both have therapists. We both are going through the process of bettering ourselves, healing ourselves, uh, you know, protecting our mental health. So, you know, and it's a process. So um, I w- if, if it's OK with you, I'd actually like to jump in and start for the first time. Do it. Um, mainly because mine was a little bit uh, not uneventful. Um, I spoke to my therapist this morning. Mm hmm. Uh, when we are recording this, it was this morning and, uh, I've, I've reached a new stage where like we kind of have, I don't want to say solved, but addressed all of the issues that we were initially like that I initially came to her with. Mm -hmm. And so now, um, I'm, you know, going to be given like some time to actually think, what do I want to do in therapy? Mm -hmm. Because like I it, it would be easy for me to just be like, well, if I've solved all these issues and that's enough for therapy for me, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, who's no, who knows if these issues will continue to linger and how to deal with them moving forward. But like I have been in therapy for so long that I, I, I was telling my therapist this, I have the tools to actually make it, make like lasting changes and decisions when these feelings occur. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. It's, it's less of me having to need to talk to somebody and unpack these feelings and more of me just like going, see, look what I did. Like Mm -hmm. I was able to go through these periods of, uh, emotions or feelings or thoughts or experiences and and come out on the other side uh, as a healthy person because I have the tools to do so. So now it's up to me to do some homework, mm-hmm. uh, figure out what it is I want to talk about in therapy, what mm-hmm. it is I want my therapy sessions to be, you know, looking like looking like and uh, what, what I want to tackle. And uh, I, I haven't had it really a chance today to start that process, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm eager to see. I, I, I am eager for this next chapter in my therapy. I'm eager to see what we'll be talking about moving forward. Well, one, I want to say congratulations <laughs> for reaching your goal points in therapy. I think that's very important, and that means that there's that's showing growth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I'm very proud of you because you've been really diligently working on yourself, and I think that means a lot. And you're, you know, I can see you're growing, even from you know from the outside. So I'm glad that you're in therapy. You're able to see that as well. I thank you. Um, so this is good, and I think that I mean my therapist will she we generally will check in and be like. These are the list of things you want to work on. These are the things we've talked about and tackled. What do you want to do next? So I think that's important to just be like, yeah, what do I want to do next? And what do I want to figure out if there is anything? And, you know, if you're already at two two times a month, maybe you could go down to one time, you know, and, and just, like, have even, you know, fewer check-ins. Because I think, like, when I think about the day of, like, quote-unquote finishing therapy, I don't know if I ever want to like not have a check in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would I would be fine with like once a month after a certain time period, um, where I feel like I've gotten all the tools and like I'm using them just so that I know that like I'm checking in, even if it's for thirty minutes, but just like 
over the course of your life, you're going through so many different um, things that you never know when something's going to kind of, I guess, trigger you in the wrong way or something might come up that you don't really know how to handle. So having those check-ins are great, but also knowing that, like, you know, you're doing all these this work yourself and it's working, you're doing the work, it's working, and you're leveling up. So I think that is very good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And how has your week been? Um. Or, yeah, your week. I think that my week has been, uh, it's been a mixed bag. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. Um, it's been a mixed bag because on one hand, I feel like I've been having, I've been extra tired. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm feeling like depressed. That could be it. It could also be your sleep schedule. Yeah, but and not to go to sleep at. But I can't. I'm not. It's not that I don't want to go to sleep. I just be. I'm just laying there. Yeah. I'm not trying to stay up all night. I'm just laying there. So there's nothing. It's, I'm just going to bed, but nothing's happening. Is unfortunately my my steed. I will say that that occurred to me the other day, where like it was late at night, and like I I I think I went to bed at like two, and mm-hmm. like I my eyes were closed, and I was trying to lay still the entire time, not move, and I'm like, don't wake, don't open your eyes, but like nothing was happening, and then when I opened my eyes, it was like four thirty. I was mm-hmm. like, I've been up for this amount of time, and mm-hmm. I can't get to sleep. So that's how I start. Scrolling and then I'm texting at random hours at night because I'm like, I mean, maybe this thing, me doing something will like tire me out some more um, or reading something or whatever will tire me out, which sometimes it does help. But otherwise, I'm just like sitting there watching the sky grow lighter and lighter, which is obnoxious. Um, But um, in therapy, like I I told you, I I reduced my sessions, so I'm doing every other week now with my therapist. Um, which is good, but also, um, you know, so it, it's just like a, it's an adjustment. Um, and we were, so now I feel like, um, both of my therapists are kind of tagging in to things that I don't generally like bring up, um, as far as like relationships, like familiar, familial relationships and kind of like my desires for like romantic relationships and how those things are all connected, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which is interesting to say the least, because I think that there've been a lot of things that I didn't realize, uh, that were coming up. Cause honestly, when I'm in therapy, um, my interpersonal relationships are the least likely thing that's going to come up for me to like going into it I feel like a lot of times I'm talking about career Mm -hmm. um and it just so happens that we'll be talking about something and it will kind of pivot into whatever relationships like family friends romance etc um but I think that I'm okay with us having these new conversations because I know that that's something I've been uh, kind of, um, what adverse to, 
I don't want to say like running away from or something. Dodging these convos. But I, I do think that there are some things that I recognize for me are harder to talk about. Mm-hmm. But these are things that are informing my life right now. Um, and the ways, and like my relationships right now in ways I didn't realize. Um, specifically, just like, you know, some of the ways that I kind of like push people away or don't allow myself necessarily to always be like vulnerable um, in my different relationships um, is coming up, which is interesting um, because I I think that those, I didn't realize how closed off I've been being um, because I would say that I am a very open and vulnerable person but I think that sometimes I will talk a lot, but I will say a little. Um, and that's just something that I'm, I'm recognizing. Um, I'm a very, very private person. I honestly don't ever want anyone knowing anything that's going on with me or going on in my life um, a lot because I, I don't want to have to deal with people saying comments commentary about what's going on in my life in ways that I will dislike Mm -hmm. um I'd rather not tell anyone what's going on um but like being secretive is something that's like a learned behavior for me Mm -hmm. um that I'm just kind of tapping into recently that's like a that was like a new thing that came up uh this week in therapy of just like where and I'm not, I think that like I'm a, I'm a secretive person, but I feel like that's more nurture versus nature. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like I am a private person. Um, by nature. By nature. By nature you're private. By nurture you hold, like you've been taught, uh, whether it be directly or indirectly growing up to like keep things close to the vest, whether mm-hmm. it be like secrets or feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say feelings for sure. <laughs> cause Lord no, like even, even beknownst, unbeknownst to you. Keep yes. it, Cause like how many times have we come in here and just like, you're talking about a, a litany of things. And I'm like, I think you're depressed. I was about to say it too. Like, as far as like your sleeping habits and like, yes. not being, I'm still like that, that, that sounds like it could be a symptom. But this time, depression. you know, I did when I, I remember that one day that I slept to like three 30, which is very rare and, and unnatural for me. It is as an adult. I, it's hard for me to sleep that long. Usually I will, be like I can wake up at least like let's say like eight o'clock I'll wake up and be like oh I'm just gonna go back to sleep but just to like be consistently keep going back to sleep going back to sleep like it's something going on because even sometimes when I'm tired and I try to go back to sleep like nothing will happen Mm -hmm. so for me to be able to actually sleep until that late in the day is like it's weird and I know and I know that um so like the other day when I was like oh I feel like these were depression sleeps yeah um, so I feel like I'm, I'm kind of tapping in mm-hmm. to myself okay, a little bit more. <laughs> I heard that. Like that, that was, it had like a liquid to it. Okay. Don't yeah. be 
What? They heard it too. <laughs> Listeners, email in. <laughs> Don't Did you email hear that in. noise that came out of her Do fucking mouth? not email in. Yes, listeners, email in. Uh, tweet at Odie specifically. <laughs> Let her know that yeah, we heard it too. Tweet at me. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at the progression oh God, oh and the, uh, the, the thing, the boxes that I'm unlocking in therapy because I think that it's very important to, you know, be as informed about yourself as possible so that you are not harming yourself and others by your decision makings and be able to say, you know what, I recognize that I was in, you know, this type of state or whatever, when I was doing X, Y, Z, and how do I not, like, you know, duplicate that because I don't want to be in that sort of mindset anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I am looking forward to seeing where this journey goes because, you know, I would like to be more trusting of myself and others because I recognize that... I am not very trustful mm. of people. Um, even when I want to be, and like the per- like the person doesn't have to even show me that they're being distrustful, but I I feel like sometimes I look at the cues that someone else is giving me, and I will connect them to like something negative that has happened to me, and so it'll be harder for me to be like yes. This person's doing this thing out of the goodness of their heart and not because they're trying to like take advantage or be, you know, manipulative, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to work on that because. Which is ironic because that is the kind of grace that you're said that you're not afforded. This is very true. And I think that sometimes when you are having those sort of internal issues with yourself and other people that really sometimes it is connected to the things that we dislike about others can be things that we are also perpetrating in our relationships. And that's why therapy is important to be able to recognize like I'm doing this thing. Cause even though like for me, I'm, I, I may not, well, not to say that I don't act on my distrust, because I will get like, I can't say, won't lie that to say that like, I won't get scared and be distrustful and like make things um, up in my head to be like an issue that ne- probably aren't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I do try to at least, I do try to treat people as if they're, they're not being assholes if I can, even in my head. I think that they're being manipulative. I try my best to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I recognize that like I'm not truly giving people the benefit of the doubt when, you know, I'm connecting all these like good things that they're doing to to me to like someone else who was being like doing that just to, you know, try to be like love bombing me or something crazy. Like those those sort of things. I just feel like I have my guard up in a lot of ways that I didn't realize. And 
I would like to not. Because people, we deserve to to have people show us who they are. Yes. And not put our projections on them. Because I don't like when people project onto me. Yes. So I cannot project onto people. Yes. And if I am, is I, I know that I have to do my best. To work on To it. work on that and unlearn those things. Because regardless of how many people have hurt you in the past, it doesn't mean you have to hold other people to those standards. Yes. So. Absolutely. And I'm glad that that's something that you're working on. Thank you. Yes. <sighs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. We have to... Not that not I'm not saying that what you're experiencing is unfortunate. No. What I mean, I'm it saying, is kind of, but this is not... Little bit, but, little bit. but what I'm saying is, unfortunately, we have to move on to uh, my least favorite segment. Is it your least? Are you sure it's your least? Uh, you know, it, it depends. I think that sometimes you like this I, segment. I, I kind of, yeah, it, it really does depend. And that is our gripe section where we talk about the things that pissed us off, made us angry, made us mad, made us upset. Put us into a just disjointed state. Gripe here. Bring it. What? We gripe it. We're not griping anywhere else. We gripe it. This safe space for us to share. We gripe it. We ain't griping anywhere else. We gripe it. Uh, uh, uh. Indochino, you are on notice. Your shipping has not been updated in several days. <laughs> and this suit needs to be here by fucking July. Okay? Box, you are on notice. You're still saying that my order is being processed. However, you have already sent out a package without notifying me that you <laughs> shipped this package. And it just so happened that I was like coming upstairs to the like walking past the mailroom when I was like, is that a box? Is that is that mine? And yes, it just so happened to be mine. Y'all are on notice. If you have a company <laughs> where you ship shit out. Send the tracking number and make sure that tracking number works because I'm sick of these surprises. I'm sick and tired of having to like refresh, refresh, refresh. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, it hasn't even left the warehouse yet. I'm refreshing now. And as I speak with this Indochino uh, uh, um, order, what is it saying? It's saying, drum rolls, please. It's DHL. Oh, oh, finally, it's in transit. For like four days, it was at uh, picked up, and now it's in transit. Thank goodness. Okay. Weird how that happens. It, it, oh, it, it is weird. It's almost as if they knew that I had a podcast and I was going to come over there and blast <laughs> the fucking radiator for that shit. Boxed. Okay, I'm glad that I got my water. I'm glad that I got my clam chowder. All right, I'm fiending for some clam chowder. But you didn't send me any tracking information. You didn't send me an email letting me know that this shit has shipped. You, in fact, I'm going into the app right now. And what does it say? My purchases. And manage my orders. Do, 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 do. 
And now it's saying received, processed, but no tracking number. Ooh, interesting. No tracking number. And there are still several outstanding pieces of, of oh, yeah, I was supposed to get two orders. You were. You were. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah. And, and still nothing. There's still nothing. And I'm, I'm just left bated breath waiting to see when these fucking orders are going to uh, uh, gonna arrive i have deodorant i have like shave gel Your and milk. well that's that's a that's a uh, express thing that's getting mm-hmm. delivered on tuesday you just want the milk because of the fucking coffee yes i don't like to drink Black coffee. Mm, you hear that? You hear that, uh, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> she does not like coffee like she likes her men. AKA, she wants a she wants a white king. Shut up, okay? If anything, I want a Jesse mm, Williams coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, Mix half and half. You're the half, aren't you? <laughs> well, yes. Um, <laughs> are you done with your gripes? Caucastic deck. Can you? Continue. Stir that in your coffee. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't start making those noises again, I'm. Don't, don't do that. ASMR, ASMR, no, ASMR. It's not ASMR. Stop it. <laughs> That's not ASMR at all. This is my grinding. <laughs> Stop at all. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I cannot take it with your behavior right now. Are you done? Yes, I am done all of my grinds. Okay. My first grinding is that if you have, um, if you are a business and somebody does work for you and you're supposed to pay them at a certain point, be on time on your payments. Be on time on your payments. Yes. There's no reason that today, the 15th of the month, that I am still hunting around for payments. It sounded like you said you're hunting around. <laughs> well, but yes, that too. Um, <laughs> because people have things to do. They have bills to pay. They have things to like take care of. Excuse me. And this shouldn't be one of the things that I'm thinking of. Yes. So pay me. Bitch better have my money. All right? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's number one. Do you think um do you think when Winnie the Pooh knocks on Rabbit's door, she's like, Bitch better have my honey? Yes. Yes. Okay, there we go. Um a long way for very little response. I think uh well this one is going to be a, a bit somber and just so you know, so you don't start doing weird things before I mention it. Okay? Press it. Press whatever you're going to press. Do it. Come on. All right. Thank you. Are you done? Because you don't, I know that once I start saying these things, you're going to feel really bad if you start acting up. <laughs> yes. I've gotten it all out of my system. Okay. Thank you. All right. So this past Saturday, this man, Peyton S. Gendron, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Uh, went to Top Supermarket in East Buffalo, a predominantly black area of Buffalo, and um, shot 13 people, mm. 
10 of them died. Almost all of the victims were black. Mm. Um, he actually wrote, he, one, was live streaming it on Twitch. Ew. He wrote this very racist manifesto about... Um, was he a white man? Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. You never know You never know. You never know. After uh, Sunset Park. You never know. You never know. Um, he had this whole manifesto talking about how... Um, you know, white people were going to be genocided. There weren't, we were, you know, they're, they're going to be disappearing. A lot of that ridiculous white supremacist bullshit. bullshit. Um, and he actually wrote like nigger on the barrel of the gun. It was a semi-automatic, I believe. Um, but he wrote, a, wrote that on the, on the tip of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that wasn't enough, there have been um, GOP who are trying to say that he was not, this was not like a real thing. He's a lone gunman. A lone gunman, yes. Um, this guy, Nick Fuentes, who's a white supremacist, who leads the Groper movement and organizes the annual America First Political Action Conference. On his telegram, he said that it was a false flag attack. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers, who's also a member of the Oath Keepers, um, said that Fed Boy Summer has started in Buffalo. Um, so there. Oh, and the oh, well, speaking of PizzaGate, Mike Cervanovich tweeted that diversity is code for white genocide. Wow. Um, and it just. I feel really angry about this situation. Um, not only that people lost their lives, but like, you know, he perp- he was he doesn't live in Buffalo. He's from three hours away. Mm-hmm. He drove three hours to come to this grocery store and shoot up the place. Um, one of the people that died was Mother Pearl Young. Mm. She was 77 years old. She had ran a, a, pa- a food pantry in Central Park for 25 years. Um, and she was just, you know, shopping for groceries. Um, the um, the security guard was who was, you know, securing the store, he um, tried to, to shoot him after, you know, he had the gun and was going off. And he did manage to get a bullet to shoot, shoot him, but he had, like, armored... Um, like Kevlar, or whatever he had something armored on, so the bullets didn't phase him, and the and the security guard ended up dying. Um, and it's like we are living in this time where these shootings. I this is not the only shooting that has happened this weekend. No, Since this happened, there were at least like two or three that I had seen. Um, in various parts of the country. And it's like we are dealing with these shootings constantly, but knowing that, like, this young white kid who had such a, a hate for black people and was being taught all of this foolishness about, you know, this white genocide, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but meanwhile, you're being a domestic terrorist and. These pe- there are p- still people in our government who are just like, oh, uh, no big deal. Uh, it's not that, you know, it didn't happen. And it's just really frustrating 
because it feels like we can never catch a break. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many racially motivated crimes. With this shooting, there was a shooting in Houston um, where the guy shot up mostly like Asian hair salons. Um, the the previous uh, what was it? In, I forgot. It was in Upstate where the guy went to the um, massage parlors. And was shoot or Atlanta? Was that was yeah. I was, was Atlanta say, that when they were shooting upstate. the um, that was, Asian, that was yeah. uh, Asian owned and operated um, massage parlors. Mm-hmm. The anti Semitic um, shootings that have happened, and it's like it feels like our world is just regressing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like white people are so angry at the fact that black people and others in the global majority are gaining power. Um, in ways that we weren't really afforded before and allowed to speak our minds and speak up about things, that they're trying to scare us away from, like, being able to live our lives. If you can't just go to the fucking grocery store without worrying that your grandma is going to be murdered, then what kind of quality of life is that? Um, Because... Like, I can think of, like, our whole entire life we have been shown that there's no safety here. I mean, we were seven or eight when Columbine happened. And, I mean, before that was the um, uh, Jimmy McVeigh that was in the Oklahoma City bombing. bombing. And yet you still have so many of these people in in a government who are talking about, you know, banning critical race theory. You can't talk about, you know, different gender identities in school, et cetera, et cetera. And this, to me, is how you get to, when you don't give people the proper education about who they are, what their country is, or anything in general, you create a space where people like this, who are so kind of enraged, at the thought that they're 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 no longer, um, like their race or their culture or whatever is no longer viable, um, because it's being quote unquote erased, that they are willing to drive somewhere and kill, you know. But it also kind of shows what kind of society we're in when Colin Kaepernick can be vilified for taking a knee, but Kyle Rittenhouse is lauded as some sort of... Um, Fucking savior. Exactly. Um, or hero, I should... I, I don't <coughs> want to say, because he's not any of those things in my mind. It's just, I feel terrible for all these families. Um, the the, the uh, security guard who passed was Aaron Salter Jr., only 55. Another grandmother, R- Ruth Whitfield, 88 years old. Um, Celestine Cheney, 65 years old, Roberta Drury, 32 years old. I mean, just people from the, from the parking lot into the actual grocery store being some, the idea that you would be being shot down, Mm -hmm. just running an errand is just absolutely horrific. And the fact that this country wants to spend more time regulating people's wombs than they do regulating guns is just baffling to me because nobody who's looking to get an abortion is 
the we those people are not the risk to our society. It's these people who have access to guns while also being completely ignorant and force-fed all of these lies that our the GOP is pushing on them and pushing on the world. Um, these far-right antics that are creating a space where an 18-year-old child would see it okay to just murder people. And they have, in some of the Twitch video that's still up online, he, at one point in the store, sees a white man on the ground. He's pointing his gun at him, and the, and he notices he's white, and he goes, oh, sorry, and then runs off. Because he was... he. It was a racially motivated attack. There was nothing about it that's just like, oh, you're just being Have like they a... caught this guy? Yeah, yeah, of course. They caught him and brought him in li- alive. Yeah, brought him in alive. Alive. With alive. They probably gave him Burger King beforehand. Or... They probably went to Popeye's and got the new little blackened ranch sandwich. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to be... Which I'm not feeling. Yeah, it was all right. Um, you know, he could easily say this is mental health, he's a lone wolf, blah, blah, blah. He might be sitting at Camp Cupcake in a few years and be able to come out, get his record sponge, change his name, and and become a whole new person. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just brings me back to the, um, God, what was the name of the church in South Carolina? Uh, it was a green, not Greensboro. Shit. Um, I know what you're referring to. I don't remember the name of the church off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. Uh, I don't remember where 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 that little boy fucking shot up the. He place. wasn't a little boy. He was a grown. No, he was a fucking man who made that decision. I don't care what. Um, not it wasn't Rittenhouse. It was it was uh the other Charleston's one. church shooting. It was at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Who was that? Who was that boy? Um, that that fucking menace. It. Was and I'm I'm founding. Hold on, I'm on history.com. Just going to look for it. Um, Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof. Yeah, he. I think that they communicate. I want to say they communicated his um, death sentence, or they were deciding if he was going to get the death sentence from that. But he was around the same age. He was 21. Well, he was 21 years old mm-hmm. when it happened, um, and. It's just bought his ass in alive too. They brought him. Didn't they bring him to make to Burger King? Yeah, they brought him. To, that's every time like I I reference like ooh they brought somebody in alive. It's like they take him to fucking McDonald's and <sighs> give him a fucking snack before they haul his fucking ass in there. Well, oh, shit. I just I would love to live in a world where this is not something that we have to think about or you know guard ourselves about because it it doesn't make any sense. The, and the worst thing about it is that it is preventable. If yes. we lived in a country, in a world, where we just talked about what is the truth, then we could be like, all right, you know, people make mistakes. These are the things that happened. And you wouldn't have white people pretending as if they are being vilified by someone saying, you know what? Your ancestors were not the best during history and that's okay because we can learn from our mistakes instead we are getting you know anti-critical race theory which honestly none of these people who are talking about critical race theory actually know what it is 
Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's obnoxious. But, you know, here we are. So, uh, those are the things that are pissing me off this week. These are a few of your pissing off things. Yes. <laughs> now let us go into talking about happy. Slide over now to things made us happy. So we cannot be so fucking depressed. This segment right here is what I call best. I'm the baby merchant. Cats are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. Give the baby merchant just a week or two. I'll have your baby for you. So, as far as this week is concerned, the biggest highlight, I would say, is going to see Hamlet. Yes. Uh, I mean, yes. I enjoy doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. I enjoy hanging out and seeing you as often as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often wonder if I am uh, as good of company as the amount of time that we spend warrants. Uh, because I know that certain times of the day I can be a little crabby. Uh, or, or you say ornery. Ornery, yes. Um, you know, and of course, sleep is... A very precious thing to me, something that you fly in the face and disrespect all the time. Um, Just the the want to sleep just seems foreign. But the fact that you bought Hamilton tickets, you took both of us out to to go see it, you and your little cape. Uh, we, uh, we, We had ourselves a really good time. And I would say... A strong 87%. 87? You went down a little bit. Yeah. You been thinking about it? I've been thinking about it. And and again, it's a strong effort. A, strong effort. A, a good show. Yeah. By by all accounts, a B a B a B, B plus. A B plus show is a is a good show. Yeah. This is not those actors and the dancers and the performers on the stage, they fucking killed it. They mm-hmm. knocked their socks off. It's just that. It's a little bit difficult for me to divorce the original soundtrack yeah. that I've been listening to for five years yeah. or seven years or so. The um, musical that's on Disney Plus that I've been watching non- nonstop for, <laughs> for what, Several, like two years two, now? Two, three years? Two. Because it came, it came out during the panty. Pan, panty. Um, and uh, it's hard to divorce the performance that I saw from the original performance. Yeah. But for what it's worth, I still enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed the musical, the play. Uh, everything was done, like, really well. I liked how the ushers handled things. Mm-hmm. Again, like, because it's Hamilton, it's packed to the gills. So mm-hmm. intermission was a fucking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a literal and... Original nightmare. Um, but having said all that, it, it made me it made me joyous to sing all of the songs and uh, in my head. I yes. I wanted to sing them out loud, but when he said everybody, when King George was like everybody, everybody. that was everybody. that was everybody. Uh, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I looked around and I was just like, so he he means everybody right like we can say okay da, 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 remember da, i asked da. you before we went and i was like when they say everybody 
what does that mean? And we were like, no. But it turned out that we could do that. Okay, okay. First off, I don't remember that conversation. I do. I bet you, aren't you just a fucking Dewey Decimal System of every conversation that's ever I happened? am. Anyhow. Um, and then, oh, uh, I just got to see uh, my friend. Shout out to Gladys and C. Shout out. They came to visit my abode for the first time. They had never seen the apartment before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it was it was, it was was just great seeing them. Anytime they're in Brooklyn, anytime I'm in D.C., I love seeing them. They're dope people. Uh, is, is that your hair? Yes. I know we give shout outs all the time, uh, on this podcast and half of the time I'm like, I'm going to remember what that, uh, <laughs> that damn page <laughs> is called. Uh, but no, it is, uh, is that your hair? Uh, look her up. She's, uh, she's amazing. She's a great content creator. She is. And, uh, yeah, you could find some of her stuff reshared on our page. Um, is that all that brought you joy? I'm going to say yes. Oh, and uh, I reconnected with one of my friends uh, that I hadn't heard from in like a year. Oh, that's so. awesome. So, so that's always good. Just uh, And now it seems like we're in regular touch again. Good. So, I love that. Yes. Um. Okay, so what about you? What for you? me, one, mm-hmm. doing this podcast with you. And two, of course, spending time with you. And three, the number one thing that brought me joy this week okay. is being able to watch you watch Hamilton because I know that you've been wanting to see that. Said we've both been wanting to see it forever, yes. but I knew this was something that you really wanted to see. I cry. I finally did it. Like it's it's one of those things where like it it has been on my to do list for so long. Now I can say that I no longer need to get up at ass crack in the morning <laughs> to go on the website for the lottery. Now I can just say, you know what? I saw it. It's a good performance. It was a great performance. Yeah, yeah. And and now I never have to think about Hamilton ever again. Um, I'll probably listen I to would the songs. S- yeah, I'm like, gonna listen to the song. I've been trying not to, mm-hmm. but it's hard because I will go a long time and not listen to them, and then you know. Do your favorites yeah. change over time? Uh, no. I feel like my favorites are always my favorites. Mm, okay. Um. They because just for a long time I didn't like the Dear Theodosia song, but then really? I, but then it grew on me. I think it was during the time when I was yeah in a in a baby mood. And I was yeah. just like, oh, just You're imagine me. I mean, I, there was a time when I wasn't. Oh, okay. And then uh, there was a time when I wasn't. I was just like, oh, I could just imagine myself singing this to my newborn child, mm-hmm. and her name is gonna be Theodosia. No, yes, it is. It's a it's a terrible name, but it's a name that will have all of the. It's, look, I've seen some terrible ass names. Theodosia is on the list of like not that bad. <laughs> okay, Theo, I can call her Theo. Theo, okay, I can't do that. No. Sorry, sorry. God damn it, Theo, monsters fucking it up for everybody. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I think that, well, just watching Hamilton, I'm going to give it, I told you before, I'm going to give it an 89, but it gets two bonus points to reach it to a 91 because I thought that Eliza being 
Eliza was great. Mm-hmm. I preferred this Eliza to the original Eliza. Mm-hmm. And I also preferred it being a, a black Eliza and a white Angelica. Yes. Um, I still have a conspiracy theory that they did not pick singers that were going to be... Um, they weren't going to be, you know, showstoppers in the way that yeah. the original cast They'll was. probably end up on uh, Law & Order SVU at some <laughs> point, just as a dead body or just like a dock worker. You know what I mean? Yes. I see that. Yeah. Um, and... Also, I'm happy that nobody got SVU this week. Jeez. Oh, well, yeah. Apparently had to... Yeah. Only yeah. because there was plans were canceled. Yeah, so good. Abilities. Good. So yes, I'm grateful. Good, I'm grateful as well. Um, um, yeah. So those were the things I think. Well, I also um got joy in a way, even though it was a time of sadness because one of my aunts, her mom passed, um, and I got to go with my mom to Jersey to be with her for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was you know I was happy to see my aunt and just you know bring her joy and I. At 32 years old, I got the, <laughs> the quintessential black child, do that dance for your auntie. Um, because, you know, obviously my family always knows I love to dance. It's my favorite thing. And so... Were you twerking for him? I wasn't twerking. That's what I want at my funeral. I want... Twerking? Yeah, I want twerking. Me too. Yeah. I, want, I, just, I just want... You know what? And let this be known. I want this on record. All of my women friends, all of my gay friends, y'all are going to go to my funeral. Y'all are going to put back that ass up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe not the first song because my mom is going to want to play uh, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye. Yes. But as the <laughs> immediately, as soon as, look, this is going to be the playlist. It's So uh-huh. Hard to Say Goodbye, uh-huh. Georgie Porgy. Uh-huh. And then back that ass up. Okay. In that order. Okay. Because Georgie Porgy, that's my one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as soon as uh, Georgie Porgy is done, like Georgie I don't know what he's is he is he saying backhand? I don't remember. With, the, with your backhand, the backhand. Okay, right. you're singing the the absolute worst. Excuse that's, me. That's not hap- what he's saying. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> that is not at all what he's saying. Um, but yes, I think that we overall had a very lovely week. Yes, we did. It's actually, really warm now, which is great. Um, oh, it's girl, you working with some ass? Yeah, you bad? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. What, you want me to sing the No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't not. Make a nigga, make a nigga spend some cash, yeah. His last year, hoes from when you pass, yeah. Hoes from, hoes frown when you pass, yeah. They mad, yeah. You going ride in a jag, yeah, with the head, with that head, yeah. You can smoke or buy a bag, yeah, of grass, yeah. Got money like a flash, yeah, and trash, yeah. I'm a big time nigga, yeah. Pull the trigger, yeah. A player hater. I feel so white. 
You do. I feel so white saying these lyrics. I don't know why. Like, I don't, I know why, because I'm not giving it the extra, like, sauce when rapping, but, like, <laughs> but, jeez, I, ugh, I'm derailing. Anyhow, you, you, what else brought you joy? Um, no, that's it. Just, well, you know, Mother's Day was last weekend. Yes. Got my, to spend it with my mom. I got to send my aunt. And by, by, the, by this time, my mother and my sister got their and gifts. And they loved them. And they loved them. So. Shout out to all the moms out there. It's louder than usual. It is. it is. But you know what? Those brought me joy just seeing the people in my life um, and spending time with them. I, I, You know, those are things that bring me great joy. So. Okay. That's it. That's all. All right. If that's, if that's it and that's all, then that's all and that's it. Shall we bring this to a close? That's it. Adios. Okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of the Black and Nerdy podcast next week. Take, ooh, sorry. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy and uh, do all the things that the outro says. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's That's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember? Bye. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.